just going back and forth with you on Facebook. Yes. Before the show, uh-huh. before this podcast, I was like, yeah, I do have a story to tell. I yeah. forgot about it till I was riffing, and then... Um, <laughs> I didn't, no know, I didn't know we were jazz I, musicians. <laughs> I love, I love your accent. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Um, just wait till I, I tried to go get it back. Like I tried to spend a week up at my ma's house, and then, and then I was like, uh, I can't, I can't do it anymore. There's not enough therapy in the world for me to stay here one more day, meaning a third day. And and where where are you from? I couldn't do it. Where are you from? Well, um. Uh, we're we're really trying hard to get to be the meth capital of the world, but that's um, Polk County, Wisconsin. Yeah, meth. you're right. We're north of there. We're trying to beat them out. Well, yeah. I'm from Polk County, Wisconsin. Shut up. Osceola, Wisconsin. Yeah. <gasps> we ran against you. Uh, I I uh, <laughs> I um I I went to school in Webster, but you know Webster. Webster's four towns. Webster. That's what they say. We- Webster. Okay. So okay, I was just making sure. It's four towns. So yeah. I was grew up north here. Like some of our kids had to ride the bus. So what, what's, the what's the actual town? What's the actual? Don't even bother turning towards me. This is the most yes, lit up. Sorry. No, no, I'm <laughs> serious. What's, what's, this is the most lit up I've ever seen Tevin for any What's the actual town? He loves you. Where County Road A and County Road A. Yeah. Go. Together, that's where I. I didn't know that. Well. It feels good to have a fellow Wisconsin. Yeah, it's good to. Yeah, look at he's got the dimples out. He is <laughs> full on going. I'm, I've never I'm seen stoked. that. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Do you know where this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor, together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. This week's episode of Profession Confession, it is me, Tevin Pittman, filling in for Gabe Noah. He's a little under the weather, so I'm hitting you guys with this week's intro. This week, we switched it up a little bit. We went back to the television debut where we sit down with comics that have been on Last Comic Standing, Conan, Letterman, um, etc. And uh, we brought Mary Mack in to studio. She was on Last Comic Standing as well as Conan O'Brien. And we uh, sat down to kind of talk with her on what it was like to hit her first big break and, and make it in the comedy scene. Uh, she she has a lot of great stories about she um, auditioned in front of the cast of Cheers for Last Comic Standing. Um, she like drove to Nashville and slept in a tent outside before auditioning. Um, she auditioned for the Oprah Network, OWN. Um, and then she talked about as well as on Last Comic Standing, she was just she didn't like the show or was had issues with some of the things that were going on while she was out in Vegas, and so she was just drunk all the time. And she she even tells a funny story about she would uh, she puked all over her hotel room to passive aggressively tell her roommate she did not want to be her their roommate anymore. So it does get very much more Minnesotan than that, and you can tell from the. First, well, I guess the intro that you heard at the beginning of this, she is Minnesotan through and through, has probably one of the greatest, thickest accents I've ever heard from a Minnesotan, and I'm very confident in saying that. 
And we thought that this week would be a great week to release this episode because Gabe's going to be headlining at the Hook and Ladder Theater April 18th at 8 p.m. And opening up for him is going to be who you will hear on this podcast, Mary Mack from Last Comic Standing and Conan O'Brien, as well as some other very, very funny local comedians. We have Chris Maddock, who is a City Pages funniest comedian. Uh, Mike Lester, very, very funny guy, young, up and coming. You've seen him on Netflix. You've seen him on Funny or Die. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of great talent. There's going to be a great show. I'll be there. We're going to be recording to get some footage of Gabe, so that way hopefully we can get him booked at some venues around around the country and uh, get him closer to you guys wherever uh, in whatever city you're listening to this in. So, as always, make sure you're checking out our Patreon page. That's uh, Patreon.com/slash Profession Confession Podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter at ProConPod, as well as our YouTube channel. We've got some. Uh, some new videos up on YouTube, and we're going to be keep on kicking kicking those out as well. So make sure you stay up to date, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much for the support, and I hope you like the episode. I, I actually, I, this is a legitimate question, because I don't know about your starting comedy, because as far as I know, you did play music. I started right? in polka band. Right, you started in polka band, which you just then, lamented. Don't go down there again. Don't go down that <laughs> and then, uh, path. Because, did you, like, were you someone who had a quick rise? Like, how long were you a comic well, before you did TV? Uh, I think you did. No, I don't know. I think it happened too I early for you. I mean, just... Four, four years or five years? It was pretty fast, I guess. But five, four or five years. How old were you when four you started? Years. Oh, it was pretty old. I was 28. I was older than you. I was two years younger than Chris Christopherson was when he started. So I'm that. that's all I'm going to say. So people got to do the research. Uh-huh. What, um, your first, what was your first network show? Or which one are we going to talk about yeah, first? Uh, well, I did two in the same month, and I don't know what one aired first, but I'll say it was Comedy? Last Comic Standing. Although I did make an attempt at the O Network, Oprah's Network, Oxygen, I think it's called, it, when I was still in Nashville doing open mics, um, they said, we have this open call for crazy ladies in Atlanta. <sighs> And I was like, okay, I'll pack up my tent. And because um, I was teaching clarinet lessons uh, about an hour south of Nashville that night. And I was like, I might as well just continue on my way down to Atlanta, find a reasonably priced state or national park, set up my tent, put my pocket knife under my pillow, sleep a couple hours, and then go audition. <laughs> For this television show. Yeah. I mean, this is how the pros do it. Absolutely. And it didn't get on there. Uh, um, Kira Sultanovich was hosting, I believe. Um, she's a nice lady. Um, but that didn't work. So then years later, uh, I that, that year I stood in line for Last Comic Standing. Didn't get in. Um, the next year, I don't remember if I stood in line. Then finally, um, people were like, just do you want to come and just audition finally after and it was you know who am I to complain about two years of standing in line but then I it's did. a long time to be in a line you should that's plenty that to was complain about quite a long line and then um, I came to well, I was living in Minneapolis so I auditioned for last comic standing when it was still under magic elf and I didn't get past the first round in Minneapolis and um, 
you know, and apparently they were, they must have been short on women or something. This is really my go-to. That's how it happens for most women. This is, (laughs) that that was my go-to, I think, (laughs) Yeah. when I started. And um, now there's just so many funny women. It doesn't, it's just crazy. It's great. It's wonderful. But at the time, Mm. maybe, maybe they weren't looking hard enough or enough women didn't know about it. Well, we, we used to keep them out. Did you lock the out? men? We we you know we the, tried to be reductive. I think keep out the men. No, no, Wait. the opposite. Keep Wait. out no, the men. Yeah, we yeah, tried to keep the women out. Yeah, that was that, the problem. Hap, that was a big problem. It was a big part of my job. You know, I would call up a club and and be like, um, "You guys said uh, I should try to get work with you," and then um, they were like, "Oh," I'm like, "I'm like I got I got June." All open. They're like, oh man, we're having a female comic in March. We can't already have one in June. Right. Can you come back in September? Or October? Like, you gotta let the people wow. have a break. Wow. That's how it was. Right. You know, it's like so different to now. I hope. I hope. I said maybe it's just because women are so much more funny. <laughs> yeah, good, Tevin. You gotta insert unfunny men. Yeah, so but they did ask me then. Um, one of the gals uh, was like, "Hey, can you can you come do it in Nashville?" And by this time, I was just so sick of it. I'm like, "Well, if you didn't like me in Minneapolis, why would you like me in Nashville?" And um, but then I was like, "I don't know." And then she goes, "Well, I go, who are the judges?" And she's like. Well, it's Cliff and Norm from Cheers. And I was like, sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. Last yes. time I watched television was in 1992. I to- I love those guys. And so I was like, I'd do anything to perform in front of Cliff and Norm from Cheers. And um, I even brought my clarinet on stage with me and did that. And um, I think that's where I passed through to go to the next round was in Nashville. And and then it just got worse from there. And the second time I tried to do Last Comic Standing, my intro to the show and then why I started drinking during that show as well was um, my intro on the last time I tried to do co- last comic was this next comedian is the wife of the comic you just saw and that was my Ooh. intro this is Tim Harbson's little lady yeah that wow was my intro. And that's I, brutal I, at the time I was like whoa should I say something about that now? That's what I was going to say. Did it stun you off stage? I mean, did it, it did. freeze you? Yeah. It froze me, and I went on, and I just did my material, but I, I was baffled how they would use that as an introduction. I mean, I was like, yeah. I guess it makes for good TV, but I've been headlining longer than Tim, and, um, you know, I, I take more shitty gigs than Tim. About last, co- so last comic standing. Yeah. So First time. to me, this is what I heard about it, what I know. So when you did it, I was absolutely tuning in and watching, but I was too jealous and small. Even though I had no shot, I was so I was like three years in at that time or something like that, two years maybe. But you're just, I was disgusting for a little period of time and self-loathing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember you making this run that was really, I guess... I won't say people didn't expect it, but I think we're Minnesotans, so we always view it as like, well, we don't have a chance, or, right, you know, sort right. of anyway. And you made that run, and then I heard something about that you you sort of because you you did it the year where you're in the house, right? Yeah. And you had something where you laid in bed some, and you. But you I didn't a, have to go to the house. I got kicked out. You did. I had to go to Vegas for a week, and okay. then I didn't have to go to the house. The last ten people had to go to the house. Why don't you tell us? How, okay. 
So you, you're saying have to go to the house. It should be get to. Oh, I know. Right? Okay. But, I was <laughs> but for so you, it was have to. Right. To so are you. I was so glad. They did like challenges, get in a boxing ring, do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. <sighs> boxing? <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible place for you. Yeah. What, what, um, are you good under pressure? And were you before comedy? I don't think I was great under pressure, especially since all my first television appearances, I was drunk. And I'm ashamed to say that, but I just... When you say drunk, how drunk? <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, are you saying, like, my wife says drunk after two beers? Because she is technically no, drunk, but it's not drunk. During the semifinals and then... The judges for that were people, I didn't have cable, so I didn't know who these people were. Um, but one guy was from The Sopranos, and I don't know his name. Apparently he does comedy too. And the other guy was Richard Belzer, who I guess was on Law & Order. I never saw that either. Yeah. So when I was there, they were all like strict. You can't go out of the hotel. You can't leave the, the vicinity. You can't tell people what you're doing. Well, I just snuck out, went to the liquor store, got a bottle, a little bottle of brand, a couple of those little smaller bottles, and I just shoved, shoved that in my purse, and then I had a straw going down in the purse <laughs> that I would just, nobody else had alcohol except for me. Really? And I just, the green one was like, but I couldn't handle it anymore because they made the conditions so bad for you. Because you they had the cameras backstage. Like, I mean, are, like, yeah. are they trying to put that pressure um, on you, do you the think? The cameras aren't even bad, but just, like, just, like, uh, it was the conditions to keep you up until 2 a.m. and then w- wake you up at 7, and then, like, my my roommate, her phone. They made you have a roommate, first of all. Right. Like that. Uh, are you a sensitive horrible. person? Would you say, like, I mean, like, do you need things just so? Like in your like yeah, my to, wife, for instance, if I don't put the dishes in the dishwasher, that like ruins the next hour. I didn't she would never say be. that. I didn't used would. to be, but I am like that now. Yeah, but we make I, you into that. It got worse and worse. Yes. Yeah, we so, do. Yeah. So, um, but her phone would go off at five or six a.m. So I'd sleep from two a.m. to five a.m. for for a week. Why would it go off? Um, Alarm she, or like phone just calls? Ditzy and okay. the phone calls because she was on East Coast time and we were on. West I Coast see. time, and uh, once I'm up, I don't go back to sleep, and I've I've never taken a nap in my life. Even in kindergarten, I just laid there and judged the other kids while they slept. So so You're like a hard woman. I can't. <laughs> you are. I can't You're sleep. Cold. You're a tough, so, yes. hard woman. No, so I, uh, I, I I I just was self medicating because mm. I'm like my, I think I even had uh, sleep meds, but they don't. I just couldn't. Don't work as good as brandy in a purse, work. right? And and I I just like I just want to check out and and uh, like I had nothing, no Tylenol, no ibuprofen would make, uh, you know, when you are so sleep deprived, you, you get I get pains yeah, it's all over the worst. my body. Nothing would work, and I just I just want to check out, and that was probably the healthiest since I don't really have a booze addictive personality. I I was probably the healthy, healthiest thing I could. Do was drink some brandy, but I. <laughs> brandy you, is booze. I know, but I, I I don't seem to like get addicted to booze too oh, okay. much. Oh, okay. I got say, really lucky. I got really lucky. I didn't get the gene. Do you say that you struggle with it with with anxiety? 
Like, is that a big issue for you overall? Like, does comedy make you nervous, typically? These corporates make me nervous because I always think I'm going to ruin somebody's Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I get, I always tell people, I don't get nervous, I get dread. Like, it's just like, right, oh, why dread, did I do this? Right. Why, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not scared, nervous in that way. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to, these people are going to hate me. It's just, why am I doing this? Uh, and I, yeah, I have that thought a lot, uh, but. You know the clubs. I don't. It's not a big deal. You can do whatever you want. But but for TV, but for good mo- was that oh, big for fear? TV, no. Uh, really? It was really just everything surrounding it, like having to be on somebody else's schedule. And, right. And you know they they have these scenes where where all the comics are riding around in limousines, and uh, they they bought they were so cheap. Mm-hmm. This Magic Elf Production Company or whatever the hell it was. Magic Elf Production Company. They is that a sponsor? Cheap. No, I, I think it might be. He died. It could be in the future, so don't say anything have. bad. Well, yeah, nothing. But they were so cheap <laughs> that they filmed us as if we were Frugal. riding around in limos. They they rented one limo for all thirty comics, and then we had to stand there for hours because you could only have so many comics in a limo with the camera crew riding up and down the strip, right. getting you know quips and, and and stuff like that and and then and then like they filmed us checking into a really nice hotel in mm. fact we went into that hotel's lobby and um and uh checked in pretended to check but really we stayed in the cheaper hotel next door <laughs> and we had to have you know we had roommates and roommates who often weren't very respectful so then i just got so fed up i just the last night with the show and everything i just drank so much and and then I went into the room and like I didn't get into the room myself. Somebody got me into my room, and I remember my roommate wasn't even in there yet. I know, I'm sorry to people listening to this. I really apologize, but I just started puking right away. And Mary. I, 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 I'm serious. I'm like maybe if she comes in, she smells this. She's not gonna want to stay here anymore. <laughs> like it was my such were... passive aggression. You know, yeah. What do you call it? Like territorial. Uh... Did you see who your roommate was? And then I puked in every can, and then I somehow I know I had a box somehow. I was like, where's I just puked in every receptacle there was. Yeah. And still somehow she was there in the morning, and then I. I, I don't think anyone would know this about you or guess this about. I'm kind of fascinated. I mean, and, and I was so sick, and then I remember getting on. I was like, I can't get on the plane. I can't get on the plane to go home, and then. I call up, I'm on hold with American Airlines, and as I'm talking to a woman, I would just, like, you know, at that time, you had to wait forever to be on hold, none of this call you back business, and as I'm talking to the agent on the line, I'd be like, just a second, and I would puke in a garbage can, then I'd get back on, I'm like, what, what, what about that 1 p.m. flight? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you push and it back? Then, and then, do you know what happened after this week? And then I went down so hungover... Um, and I, I did people know you were drunk? Like I mean, so I, I mean, got you really said mean you, after you, they filmed the that that contest on air. I think people realized I was mean or realized I was drunk when I got really mean about how I hated the show and everything. Mean to who? I mean, how the did cameraman? You? Oh, really? Anybody who was around? I I think Eddie Pepitone and I were on it together, and we both were so mean really because we hated it so badly but uh i remember going down thinking you know i was poor and um 
I, I was like, I better leave the maid ten dollars. <laughs> Because <laughs> I puked yeah, all puked. over the room, and then and then I went down to the lobby, and Jackie Cation was on that season two. She's like, ten dollars, you get back up there, you leave her twenty dollars. <laughs> so so then you know how far you have to walk through a casino, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. through a hotel in Vegas. It's not just the hotel. It's not a super rate. You have to like walk miles. So I'm like, uh, trudging back up, <laughs> so sick with my plastic bag in my hand, leaving her more money checking out and then like those judges are all of a sudden your friend afterwards which is you know they're playing a part so now i get who are it. the judges your your year um richard belzer oh yeah who, oh that's right we said he, that's right and, and who is that man on the sopranos who's a comedian they they i never saw the sopranos at the time i can but, see him and i and i have watched that show now but i uh was it bobby bacalara yes it was right yes yeah so, so um so richard belzer here I am with puke mouth, right? Because mm-hmm. I told you on Facebook, like, I, I know not to brush your teeth after you throw up because you, right. you scrape the enamel right off your teeth. I did not know that. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, here I got my puke mouth, and Richard Belzer's and all of a sudden a sweetheart, and the poor guy's in the wheelchair, so I got to bend down, and he gave Belzer me, was? Uh-huh, at the time. He must have okay. hurt himself. And, um, and so, like... I remember I had to kiss Richard Belzer. I didn't have to, but it was just like this this culture. This That's like, how the industry was, was back then. It was hoity-toity, hoity-toity. The kiss on the cheek Is that thing. My right. phone? I, that, I, I don't know. Judges were like off. Steve Sharippa. Steve Sharippa, that's oh, it. Oh, Kate Flannery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fred Willard. Uh, it was Steve Sharippa and uh, 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 Richard Oscar, Belzer. Richard Oscar Belzer. Nunez? Richard, nah. No. I'd it was probably Lonnie throughout all this yeah. episodes. Lonnie Ross. Yeah. Wow, and and uh, I kissed Richard Belzer with my puke mouth. On the cheek. I don't remember. Tongue? Who could know? No, he had French kiss. <laughs> me and Richard Belzer. I'm like, gee. And and um, and then the only good thing that happened was I felt decent about that for that whole week was that this poor man from England had plain anxiety and i remember just having the right pills that he needed for him to get on the plane and back to england and i'm like oh my work here is done like at least something good came out of this because you gave a guy pills <laughs> yeah because i gave that guy some pills Were you, so you're drunk set <laughs> i'm very curious because so usually on this show and I, I i've been interested i'm not i'm not uh whatever it was um, the first year that HD was out too, so everybody was terrified. Yeah, well, they should be. It looks awful. Because everybody was like, no one's "What's that gonna happen?" And people were except like, Eliza Schlesinger or whatever who wins. Eliza knew about fashion too. She told me that year. I'm like, Eliza, I like got to wear these skinny jeans. I don't know if that's gonna be in style next year. And this was 2007 or eight. And she's like, "No, they'll be in style a long time." Damn it! If she she's wasn't right, right. absolutely. I think she's funny. Like for the record, I, I don't think I, she's. I've never uh, seen her. But nobody should win a comedy contest of that, uh, whatever level at that time. And that's why I think yeah. comedy contests for people who don't do I, it. I don't like when it. they're five or six. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sort of a, a real coward now because I just don't do them because yeah. it's ridiculous. And well, I mean, it has nothing to do with what I do, or no, but certainly in, you. And in, in her, but in her like season. Outside of Mary Mac, there's nobody that I would have picked to win it other than her. No, um, Aaron Foley was on Eddie there. Pepitone was on it. it. You know, it's I mean, all in the editing, Tevin, because you don't know like, how good these some of those people were. But like even it, on name recognition, I mean, Adam J- Hunter, Jackie Jeff Cage, Dye. 
Um, was Jeff in that season? I know Jeff. these people. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff died. Jeff. But but the the real ben talents ben. were Eddie Pepitone, Jackie Cation, and um, Aaron Foley. And Mary Matt. And there's more. No, those and girls they were amazing. But but you know who else was on there that season that they were very funny, um, and I'm f- friends with them. Um, because one of the guys is from Wisconsin. It's the the God's Pottery fake Christian oh, folk yep. duo. Like they're, they're oh, yeah, they yeah. were very funny and uh, but it wasn't a good format for them, of course. Yeah, you, know, you get them two, and three minutes on. In stage. fact, that's something. So there are some form questions that I ask because I'm truly curious about how they do, and I'm very curious for you. Um, one of them is that like the nervousness kind of thing. But do you think so? For me. To me, there's just zero question that my act does not translate well to TV. You know, if I do TV, right. it's going to be like my B, B stuff sort of. I at know, best. I get that. How yeah. about for you? Do you? How do you feel that for you? Yeah, yeah. You basically have to like take your jokes and like, it's like you kind of like ruin your jokes just so you can get a, a short enough thing. That's how you feel about it too. I do. Because yeah. I see you as someone who. I think that anyone who would see you in the club would know. I'm sorry for pointing my chapstick at you. No, no. Uh, you're right. There's like I people apologize. who who build their character, who build like I could see you're like that. Another guy like that is Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. who that's not a good short, right. not good for him. So do you consider your like, so you use character a lot, and I think that's absolutely true. We're, we're all doing, you know, at least a bit of a An exaggerated a version of yourself. But I'm deluded enough <laughs> to think what I'm doing is, is not in a way not a character. Even though now that I do podcasting, yeah. I know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, that's yeah, been very revealing different. to me. Like, I thought I was very honest on, yeah. with my stand-up. But I realized, oh, I was all full of shit. I was just being honest about the stuff I wanted to be honest about. Right, yeah. So... But I would view you as that you would translate well to TV, except I know you're better in clubs because you're so good at like riffing and talking. Better live, better live. The the son of a bitch who sits to my left has done it on television extremely well. Oh, I threw my chapstick on. No, um, thank you. Yeah, well, that that I feel like I feel like I don't think I had. I don't even remember what I t- did for for that was so many years ago, and even like I had a a that a Comedy Central set that same month that was like, um, ugh, I can't I I can't even watch it because I have too many words in there. It's so wordy and you know. Jesus you get, Christ! I can't you get, imagine. You get turned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that is your style. And, is you you do but, get wordy. Yeah, but but um. But I'm wordy, and then I throw the right these ones. one-liners in yes. there. So, you know, and I, I like going to a show. Not everybody is is like this, but it didn't used to be. It used to be you went to a comedy show and you saw somebody like doing a play. It felt like you were going to a play. Yes. And not everybody's very conversational and everything, but I remember really working on that to get it to be. So that whatever I said would sound like the first time I was ever saying it. Yeah, like, I that think was you're. My goal. I think you are brilliant at that, and that's what I. I think you. Sh- everyone should try to do. And try but when to. I did the Fringe Festival in Minneapolis, like I would read my reviews, 
during the show. She's not ready. And no, they, people would say, it's like she didn't know what she was going to say next. Because right. they were used to watching a play with a fourth wall. Right. You know? It's like that's a whole fucking trick. Yeah. To stay in, in a sense. or Yeah. Um, that's the trick. When you did your drunk set for... <laughs> Like the last comic standing or whatever the mm. right is that the first one you did it at? Uh, I'd say Comedy Central was drunk, and then also last comic standing was drunk. But like drunk, uh, if you got pulled over driving, you'd be oh yeah DWI big time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Were you drunk for Conan too? No, I noticed they didn't have any booze back there, and I went to wanted it anyway because they were so nice to you. You yeah. didn't need to make things better. I you got have your one own cheese before. tray. I was like, I, I don't have to share this with cheese with Bob Costas. Like, I get my own cheese tray, and and like, um, you can always tell who's the comic guest on the show because they're always leaving the the green room with like all this shit. Like they, <laughs> I got the like the tin of popcorn and and like I'm like wrapping up cheese and fruit and I'm like, can I bring this with? We've me? never talked about the tin say, of popcorn yeah, on the show. First, we yeah, do, uh, and I I've night. known that. Yeah, from friends. In fact, let's talk about your Conan. How long ago was your first Conan? Um, what was, was it September? September 2016. September 14th. Recent. Yeah, but then I I felt very honored because he asked me to do it then before a year passed. So I could have done two Conans in one year. Why did you not? Um, Because I didn't think the set was good enough. So Good for you. I, I wanted to change my closer. And what I should have said was, yeah, I'll do it and then just... Just yes. change your clothes. And then make yourself work and, yeah, yeah, do but, the work. But I said, no, let's, can we reschedule it? And then, you know, the bookers always get so busy and then I don't want to, I'm like mm-hmm. you, I'm like, well, I don't want to bug them. I don't mm-hmm. want to be an asshole about this. And, and, uh, but I changed my closer and now I feel that closer is out of date again. But the first what? time. Well, that's about a calendar. No. <laughs> what, what is, uh, do you work on your sets? Um, I believe it was Greg Warren. Who told me something about like to do comedy and like every six months take two weeks to work on your TV set and like really hone it? Do you do that kind of stuff? Like, are you that? I mean, I never even. I wasted a whole summer last summer trying to hone a stupid TV set that's now out of date. (laughs) So I learned never to do that again. Yeah. It doesn't feel funny at all to me. So can you, um, when your husband Tim was on, he was the first person who I've maybe I've ever heard say. That he enjoyed working his Letterman set to death. Like he enjoyed oh God, the technician so, of, and it really, like honestly, just, to do something twice in a row kills me. Cause, cause Tim, yeah, me too. To kill okay. me, if I feel like, well, I could have stayed at home and done brake pads. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes me I hate didn't even need every to leave bit. Burnett County. Yes. So, <laughs> I know I hate my I hate myself, and then you you just have to. Remember Ted Neely, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, three times. People making lemon doing cats, Hamilton. You got to do, you know. And, and um, these people. Don't Those are know. my touchstones, but I use different ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but now I feel like you know I respect, I really respect the people who are crafting, and and sometimes it's just one word. I would kill this. Just one word. I, I think we've all experienced that. There's some bit where all of a sudden you turn that word and it works, but to have the discipline to do it i apologize if that's me might have been me i've never gotten this many texts in my life uh maybe people are listening you're on the show yeah they are (laughs) we're not even live (laughs) yes we are yeah uh tim is a masochist 
and hates himself. That's why I love Tim, because he that, hates himself like I do. Yeah, and that's why he enjoyed going over and over. We almost broke up during during that Letterman set. During his Letterman set? His year of right going oh. and taping this Letterman set, because I'm like, dude, we need date night. You know, you're in a relationship. Um, all you ever do is this. You're so stressed out. You can't even listen. You can't even talk. You can't even listen to me. You, it's but horrible. This but is resonating a, really as hard a, with me. But as a, but as a comic, you didn't like, understand. Like, no. Not understand. No. But, like, be like, she's a hey. woman first. Because I didn't understand, and also when I did my set, it's not like I told anybody about my like. Mm. And then the second time, I was like trying to get stage time I'm like I'm going I got to go I got to do the set in a month on TV and then of course then I never scheduled my set so it's like never tell anybody about your set never but when I when I did the other Conan I, was, I or the first one I never did tell anybody up that I was going to do it I didn't even until like a cup until the day after how did you right. get the audition? I told, I told people. Like, I mean, how did it happen for you? Okay, so this is actually a 10-year process. Okay. Because. <laughs> See if we can keep it tight. All right, no. I'm so sorry. No. Um, well, Not at all. you know, when they were on network television, I, I had some more of, like, management type people helping me out you know before they saw i was going to go the folk way and do what i wanted to do mm-hmm. um, actually i think people used to call it punk rock but okay folk. folk and punk <laughs> are similar yeah sort of yeah i didn't like talk to tim at all about my set like right doing conan and even like i sent my tape in for the first time and he's like yeah this set seems to be fine it didn't give me any any notes on my set right and i was like no, let's try some different sets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always have to go over and do, do try everything. And I wanted to try it. And, like, I'm like, I wrote the Booker back for Corner. I'm like, I tried this in 17 states now, so now I know it works. So, okay. <laughs> and like, I want to try it all over the country before I knew it would be good enough for TV. So you and, don't feel like with sets like that. So if I get an opportunity from someone bigger, I get very, like, I'm not good enough. Like, or, I mean, it's it's not even that. I just feel like they don't need me. They don't whatever. So mm-hmm. I would never assert myself necessarily right. in that way. For sure. It sounds like you do that like easily. No. No. I after my dad died, I started asserting myself more because I was like, "What's the worst that could happen yes. to me? The worst thing that could happen to me has already happened to me. Yes. So what the hell do I care? Right. Because that was a horrible experience. And then I was like, nothing could ever be as bad as this. But did he now, die before you, you you did TV? Like, I mean, did he get to see you do, you know, where you're at? Um, or any, no, any he came part of to it? the casino in Hinkley. That's, or that's not Hinkley, um, in Hayward. In Hayward, yeah. And we drove the the cruiser even. Yeah, he, he took we, the good car. We didn't car. even take the truck. We took right. the good car. I'm from a town where we have those too. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Yeah. I get yes. that. So, but uh, um, like he he was for it. After he saw one show or two shows, he if I was performing anywhere near my hometown, we would meet up for dinner, and I'd be like, "Dad, are you going to the show?" And he'd be like, "No, nah, I think I'm gonna go home." And, sure. and I was under I understood it, but that's fine. But I mean, like after that, I was like, "Ugh." You know that was such a horrible memory. Like how how could they how could anybody hurt me like that? Yeah. Nobody could ever do anything that would make me as sad as that. And now that you know time has passed and that doesn't hurt as bad, 
uh, now I'm getting timid again. Not saying that I want anything bad to happen again, mm-hmm. but I got to put myself out there. Like, I, I, I was always afraid to even contact the clubs in New York because I'm like, well, what, oh, why do too. they need me? They don't need me. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was kind enough to be like, um, you want their information? Another lady was kind enough to say that and I had only met her once and I was like can I come open for you when you're at Caroline's mm-hmm. and because I had an opening date there um, uh, and I canceled it for last comic standing and then I was too afraid to get in touch with them Yeah. and so now I have like well, uh, they start you out, out with one day so like I have a headlining day at Caroline's in New York and I'm like right. how did that happen I'm not brave enough on my own yeah to go after it, and yes. I do, and I definitely wouldn't think they'd be receptive to it because I'm used to the Mullers or the Muellers of the world, yeah. <laughs> these 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 bookers who are like, uh-huh. you know, we can't have a woman come in, right? Um. So like, and I'm used to the Eddie Brills of the world who who told who told me, you know, people won't get you. I I, I want to. Oh that. really? Yeah. Can I do that Great American Festival? I'm like a huge Carson fan, and uh, I didn't say that I had. You know, I have a mailing list in Nebraska, mm-hmm. um, but he's like, "No, those people won't get you there." And I, I, I already wow. been performing in Nebraska for years, yeah. and I'm like, "No, those are like my best crowds. Like, right. those are the people that get my welding jokes. Like, these, these are my people." And um, I mean, so I will defend other people and be, um, I will defend bookers and be like, I, "I send in the shittiest tapes available," so I will say that. But I did send in this year to Comedy Central, and I sent in. A good tape, but you know they probably won't watch it because I've sent in such crappy tapes in the past. Are you so, really saying that, or or do you think because I? No, I know I've sent. This in is cra- my take tapes. on you: is I don't think that you, in you ingest. I don't think that you feel about comedy. I don't. I don't think you have the same nerves, the same anxieties, or whatever as people like me and Tim. I don't think you're, like I think you're smart enough to be above it. And to sort of, like you said, with your dad's stuff. I'm nodding, but I'm trying to, I'm not agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, in my mind, basically, when I'm on stage, I'm like, well, we're all going to die, so what does it matter? Right. Like, so, so that's kind of what I think. But I can And then at the same time, I'm worried that I'm ruining somebody's night. (laughs) So many contradictions. Before you did your Conan set, which was was a brilliant Conan set. Uh, I never told you the story of the 10 year process. That's okay. We'll skip that part of it. (laughs) Right up to League. No, I am really curious. (laughs) Listen. Before you go out on stage for Conan, was that experience. So let's say just when you got there to it, because I'm worried about time for you. Yes, time, yeah. Were you. You know, I would be filled with this. I'd be very happy I got it. And then immediate fucking, like, writhing dread. You know, no, like, no, no, no. Because I'll tell you what cures that. You go down to the Clay County Fair uh-huh. in, in, in Spencer, <laughs> I'm Iowa. I'm aware. Sure. You do nine shows in a row, okay? You do your cone. You camp out. That's how I mm-hmm. do it. I like to go down with my dog mm-hmm. in my camper in the rain. I like to make it really tough. And then um, I open with my five minutes for Conan, um, which I've tested in 17 states plus more than that, and I open with that at um, the Clay County Fair for the first five minutes of my set where I'm getting paid good money. Nobody laughs. I do that nine shows in a row, uh-huh. tweak a few words, and then you're like, I'm ready for the worst. 
I got, I'm ready. And then you're like, nah, it can't ever go worse than that. So uh-huh. I'm like, I, I, I'm ready. Like, I plan for the worst instead of, like, try to get it good. I try to get it as bad as I can tolerate. And then I know that I'll be fine. How about this? Tell me this. That's massive. So the way that I've done my life mm-hmm. is I've fucked up every single thing until I had no choice but comedy because I was so afraid of trying it or doing it or whatever that I had to put myself in a corner to do it. Yeah. Did you, I mean, so I think for me it's like, it has to fucking work otherwise I'm gonna, yeah, even though I don't think, I don't know, it's it's complicated for me but I guess I just feel like um, Mm, you you pulled off in your Conan set that we will watch uh, Uh. or go through, You're you're comfortable. You seem comfortable. Yeah, because finally you've been baking the cake, baking the cake. Yeah. Ten years ago, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come showcase for your 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 three your network show, like mm-hmm. where everybody gets to see it for free. Uh, I can't do that because <laughs> I'm, I'm working in the cafeteria at UW Superior, and I signed a contract. You were working else, in a cafeteria. Nobody That's else honors those contracts when they no. get those opportunities. But I, I learned you never break a contract. You you have to That's honor a stupid your thing to learn. Work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so, like, it took so much time for me to actually submit a tape. Did you actually skip that audition because of your contract, or is it fear that you use that as an excuse to avoid it? No, I signed a contract. Really? Yeah. So were so you at work at your up, fucking cafeteria going like, yeah. oh, God, I could be doing, co- like, did it hurt you to do it? Um, maybe, but it was pretty fun. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but like, sure. there wasn't any part of you that was like, no, I had to my code is, yeah. I was sad. No, I didn't use it as an excuse. I I had to do it. I signed a contract. Okay. So like, hmm. I had no choice. Like, I, I didn't know that people get out of contracts. Yeah, that at people that time, will rip up your contracts. And, exactly. Oh, no. oh absolutely. Yeah. And also, many, people many times want you people to succeed. Have up my you know, it can be a positive thing that people want you to succeed. So, please go do this. You know. Never thought of it because huh. I always thought I always learned you honor your contract, you honor your word, and now I know people renegotiate contracts all the time or yeah. contracts all the time. Now My wife gets mad with me about that because I'm I view all the shit is like it's all negotiable kind of thing. Yeah, and it makes and she very doesn't frustrated. right because that's how she I grew is up. to the letter. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you try to renegotiate your vows, that's a different thing. That's true. Well, <laughs> I, mean, Christ. I mean, look at this girl. She's 23. Yeah. I mean, when am I ever going to get another chance at that? But, um, oh man! <laughs> yes, it, it, it's just I and I I've missed a lot of our other opportunities. I I got I, I got asked just because of bad timing, and and I wouldn't have been ready anyway. But I remember I got asked to audition for Saturday Night Live one time. And what? It was the day after my dad died, and all this. Oh. And I I couldn't do it. You can, I couldn't even breathe. I don't. You can't yeah. breathe when you're no. in you're in these situations, and then then I was like, oh. I probably yeah. would have gone. That's how sick I am. But yeah, I mean, no, I get I, it. I, I get it. I then after that, I, I gradually I got an improv because I had depression, and then I ended up going from Minneapolis doing improv at Brave New Workshop. I did all the levels of Groundlings, and I I really got a lot out of it and I would have been ready to audition then but I, at the time I, I didn't have the the training anyway so it was fine but yeah. it was sad it came at that time and by the time I was finally ready I was too old mm-hmm. so so it's just the way life goes you get you know your pat your 
it sucks, but well, you're you know, like the uh, you're, I think you're uh, you're in a way the closest thing to Doug Stanhope that we've got up here. Like you have your own little touring. Yeah. it's a much nicer. Uh, I'll, yeah, I would know. say that. Yeah, that is true. And I've I think I've seen you perform once or twice. And but anytime anybody says anything about Mary Mac, it always feels like a step above. Aww, and not trying to just no 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 like what are you like, saying? No 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 I'm saying like because you're saying like oh like the closest thing we have to Doug Stanhope here. Yeah. So I feel like just because I've only seen her perform once, uh-huh. that it always feels like well she's not performing here she must be performing everywhere else. And so it always feels like she's a step. Sure. Like people not, are viewing her higher. Yeah. Like oh I would I want to be at her level. But also sometimes I'm just camping. And that makes me feel different sleeping in the weeds. Else. Yeah. So yeah. Anybody else. Now I want to be like, God, she's really just out in Webster. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, you, you're, you need those times too. So, 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 so you skipped the audition for your contract. And then when did it come back around? That was the first time. Oh, and then that, that was the same year. I have such bad depression and anxiety and, uh, same year, same, you know, I think it was, that was the same, when it rains it pours, right? So, like, I think it was, like, a couple months after my dad died where I still couldn't even, like, function. Yeah. It took me years to really be, try to be normal again. I was, like, PTSD event. and. How does it manifest itself for, uh, uh, for you, I guess? Uh, like You know, your you're not and... in it. You're not, you don't, you know, you're not going to provide a quality product. You're just yeah. getting by. You're just going day by day. And so um, I I couldn't really do it. And then I couldn't give him a, a good tape. And, and they he, asked the you guys, again. Yeah. And you just were sending. And then he didn't forget me. I'll always be really grateful to JP, who was the booker on there. And then, then he, in 2016, he wrote me and then. Months later, I sent him a tape. So, so you're saying that he wrote fine. you out of the blue? Yeah, because I had done uh, the Andy Kaufman Awards for him before, and okay. he saw something that he liked. Right, he liked so that it. That was great. And then I would see him at festivals like I saw him in Montreal, and I'd be, you know, talk to these people. I think people appreciated that I just, I only talked to the people I liked. That I didn't try to schmooze. Yeah. But I think that about you. I mean, I, like I really try to be somebody they're not. Yeah. And talk to these industry people, and I'm like, no, I, I can't. And I, I, I'm only myself. Like, if if that's not good enough for you, then I'm only going to talk to people who that's good enough for. Yeah. And JP was one of those guys. Um, there's a bunch of other people who were kind enough. Mar- Marin was one of those people who was always um, nice to me at festivals, who I would talk to. And wasn't too cool for school. You know, he's particular about things, but um, there's a certain number of people who you see at these places that you don't want to be there, but you're like, well, at least that person's there and they're nice to you and you talk to them. Yeah. And Louis Anderson was always mm-hmm. nice. Oh, Tim yeah, you just texted me. Time. He's like, please call. Just taking the bus home. Oh, oh that's so can we, can we listen so to her Conan How about this? Yep. Can we listen to your Conan But I don't want to hear it. I can't but we hear really myself. Want you. No, we have, I really can't. don't want to hear have myself. To. Uh, that's the whole thing that's good is to hear your comments. No, like, that you're I thinking. can't. I'll hate it. You were so good. I, I But I'll still hate it. No, but like, because I've listened to your Conan set. This is where I have my anxiety. Out of right the now. ones we've listened to, I would say that yours is 
hands down the best because of Listen, what you dealt with. So here, I, I can't hear it though. So I'm gonna take my headphones off. If it's true and you don't want to hear it, you, obviously you don't have to. You can whatever. It, this is what we're supposed to talk about. This is yeah that, yeah. Was, that was supposed to be the whole show that we talk about your experience doing television. Well, I, I, you're impossible I can't, to wrangle. It's fine but. to do television, <laughs> but it's after the fact. You don't want to see yourself. You don't want to hear yourself. Right. You're ashamed. You're like, yeah, we're all going to die, but I sure well, could have done okay. better. Why are you ashamed? I just hate myself. Like, Let I me hate ask my voice. you. I hate, I hate how I say things. I, I, I sound like I got brain aneurysms during but it's okay. sentences. <laughs> you know? so, so that's okay. And, I, and, and I'm the exact same way. So the one thing that I wanted to tell people, because I don't know, maybe it's something different I have. But if I ever don't have a great set or something I hate, which is every single time, mm-hmm. I enjoy, not enjoy. But I want to explain, like, mm. even for people that know that you hate yourself too, I feel like is good. People like insecurity. So let's let's play ah, it, with Mary. Ah, say it. Mary, no. say it. Like, really, we're not all I listening hurt. to it. I it's, hurt. Like, my it arms for are you going to say, I feel like I feel like how I feel when I take off in the airplane and I have to take the Xanax. I feel like I'm assaulting you. But uh, yeah. just yeah. start playing it. Take my your headphones off. Take your headphones no, off. No, but watch it. We need to comment it. Okay. You Do I watch? comment during Yeah, it? we got to comment. You, yeah, Seriously, I mean. Seriously, I haven't listened to it. My arms are numb. So that's the whole thing. It'll that's be funny when you comment on how much you hate yourself. Uh, it will be good. And if you I'll don't like it, it, we won't. We, we, we will won't, not yeah, put we it up. I'll tell it. you when I check out, but I, my arms are already numb. And right. there's there's yeah. people that have been on late night TV that we've had on this show that have said, Mary Max was better than mine. So you're, you're already yeah, winning. But, uh, you're already it winning. doesn't even matter. You, you and Chad Daniels from Minnesota have had the two best that I've seen. And both of you broke character. So, Tevin, why don't you say, because you know the set better. Yep. Why don't you say what's great about it to start with? So, oh, no, guys. See, that no. makes it I'm worse. I'm uncomfortable no, no. when people like it. I'm uncomfortable when people don't like it. It just needs to be out there. Boy, I was wrong about rock. the self-hate oh, thing. Wow. This is no, profound. Wait, it just I was, needs to be a You're stone. like a horse kicking out it, in the it stable. It just needs to be a thing that exists, and nobody can do anything about it. It just exists. Okay. Thanks, hey, Doc. Ah! I hate <laughs> Degrees in clarinet, so that's why I do comedy. Uh, (laughs) Clarinet never came in handy for anything unless maybe like you're driving and then you hit a deer and uh, you don't have a crowbar in your trunk to put it out of its misery. That's yeah. yeah, last time this I hit a deer, uh, I had my clarinet like with me, and <laughs> I only got through like two songs, and he was out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're That's limited good on I what you think you can do for reflection. On well, I love doing shows in LA. I was sick of people other places appreciating no, uh, me for what's on the inside. I, I, I want to hear what you're saying about that. You know, I I usually use more inflection, but you forget there's such professionals working the microphones, and you can do whatever you want. But you know, for me, I'm like I need to reach the back row, and uh, I wish I would have used so more I think, inflection. So I think I think it's really interesting you say that because I think yeah. the people who who have come on who are not happy maybe with their sets are more overselling. And really doing inflection. Oh, well, that's oh, yeah. why. You know what I mean? Active, and so. why I think yours is good is because you seem subdued. Okay. You seem comfortable. Okay. Well, I, I had just gone through. Well, slappy nine, Mac nine over nine here. Show, no. Nine shows of rejection in Iowa. So. Right. Right. Okay. But even even watching you on like on here, it looks like you could be doing this in front of any comedy club. 
Tevin has a crush on you. I yeah. I have a crush. It's on amazing. Mary it really is amazing. I have a crush on Mary he no, has, this, is, he no, this is very good. This is very talk good. This much Thanks, he's not. Tevin. It's amazing because yeah. there was the one guy that said I need to talk more. So yeah, this well, is what you get. You guys would make a very interesting. We're, couple. Still, we're from the a same big, neck of the woods. We're from so a big black man and a small yeah woman from Wisconsin. I would like to do like some put out where like you show up to a club and say that you're broken up with Tim and have Tevin show up. This is my young black buck stud. <laughs> I would oh, fucking Jesus. love it. Anyway, uh, here we go. Okay. Uh. <laughs> now That's great. Well, I know. I, I, I grew up in northern Wisconsin, you know. I got to wear a lot of makeup of just to look plain. <laughs> yeah. I don't That's a great joke, though, you know. And then there's always some yoga hoodlum here. They're giving me bad Zen advice, like, hoodlum. oh, Mary, you got to live in the now. I haven't done this now. Now. Like, no. what am I, a superhero? <laughs> God, the now, that's like, <laughs> That's a great premise. A little bit after the now. I love that like, bit. Sometimes several days go by before I realize it's now. <laughs> So we have a theory on Conan sets when we play them from Steve Gillespie's. We did Steve's episode, and I remember Steve, I called to the bar like, hey, a Minnesota comic is going to go on. And he and Steve is is brilliant. I love Steve. Uh, but, that was uh, the only Conan set I ever watched was Steve's. He had a very, very rough first. Like, he had a two-minute section that was so bad that I felt like I was bombing on stage. I, it, I thought he did great. <laughs> he did because he turned it around, and it happened. Uh-huh. But when we watched, and he was nervous to do the show. He was just like you, basically. And then we all listened to it, and we're like, this is good. Mm-hmm. But but I know it wasn't that. So we're, we wonder if the Conan ones, if they pipe in laughter no, afterward nope nope because i was uncomfortable that they were laughing because yeah i, I felt oh thanks I, like, this isn't I, that I good keep, it, why is it working i had that to well? keep thanking them because i was like they just feel bad for me they're laughing more because probably the like probably the warm-up comic said be nice she's like Maybe she shot, or you know. Yeah. I was like, there's some reason that these guys are. But I, they were just in an overly good mood that night. I got really. I lucky. did. Yeah, yeah, you got lucky. Like they were very good-hearted and jovial. They I, were, I did a gay uh, show recently, and I view gays like like I put them on a real pedestal. Like gay guys are the the height of what you can be, like taste-wise and all that stuff. Oh, I know. And they were they would like laugh and clap at my jokes, and I thought they were being sarcastic the whole time. Yeah, like that they're just mocking me, yeah. like <laughs> or wh- I know. whatever. Yeah. It's like when there's gay guys in the audience, you're like, oh no, I got. I hope do, they like I me. Gotta do good. Mm-hmm. I gotta do well. I got. I used to get. I got heckled at one corporate show from some gay guys, and their heckle was funnier than any of my jokes. They. Do you remember it? Yeah, they kept calling me Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> That is a pretty good one. It was really funny, and because uh, I had all kinds of fringe, I was wearing this little <laughs> fringe. I was wearing outfit. I had short hair that was like flipped up, and then fringe, and then I was like, "God damn it, they're so much." Funnier. Holy shit! That, and it's that's fucking brutal so too. Then yeah, that's great. All right, Tevin. It's the worst applause break ever on this show. <laughs> the worst? Yeah. Come on. That's great. Like 
Tall, tall drink of water over there, huh? <laughs> so riffing Andy to Conan Richter. at this point. So, so when you did that, so you broke from your set, which as far as I know, everything with TV comedy is set to be like, you have five minutes, you have to be within five seconds of that time or right. you're whatever. Did your, I think we can all relate to the internal alarm going off, like, oh no, I went off book, I went, or whatever. No, because the Booker is so nice that beforehand he's like, you know, before you go out there, he's like, you've done the work to be here, so now it's like, you know, we just want it to be a good set, so just have fun. Really? It's like so great. Yeah, yeah. It, so so you really felt free. Like how much leeway did you feel like you had? Like you didn't start panicking after that? I figured they that? edited it out. That's what okay. I thought. I thought they just edited it out. Okay. I don't know how it worked. But they kept it all in there, which is really crazy because uh, um, I know they have to – it's like – yeah, their time for the show. Be, right. Yeah, it has to be whatever, a certain length 22. of time for other reasons, too. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember the reasons he gave me. Some technical, like some, I don't know if it's a SAG rule or whatever. Right, well, they're trying to fit in like sponsors and commercial but then there breaks. Was He's saying there's something reason. else, yeah. Yeah, like for union stuff or something, I thought, too, but that can't be it. I, I don't remember. But, yeah, so the guy was just so kind that you could do whatever you wanted. And then I was like, well... Why do I care if I don't ever do it again? Were you having fun at that part? Like, yeah, at that yeah. point on stage? Like, did you feel like, okay, this is going good? Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah? Okay. I was surprised. I was like, man, no reason. The way you can tell if your TV set will work is if it really bombs in Iowa, then you'd probably be okay on TV. <laughs> that was my, my new theory I was forming mm-hmm. as the show. So when that was going on, were you thinking, like, during your set, were you thinking, all right, three more minutes, you're doing great, like, keep it going, or don't blow it, or yes, let's take it to the next level? No, like, I probably was thinking, oh, I wish I could do an hour. Okay, really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, we, I wish this just was a show so that we could just do a comedy, sh- like, it is a comedy show. Right. And I had never seen a whole Conan until I watched him do it live. And um, I have so much respect for him. He is amazing. He his mo- I asked to see the monologue sheet. It's six sentences. And he riffs. He just memorizes and does everything himself for, for that much time yeah. on stage. And he not only you can meet a lot of hosts of shows, you know, who are good on TV, but off stage they're not they're not a host. They're 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 not very gracious. I've I've worked with people like that on ra- radio. Not not oh for per, sure. Not for, mm-hmm. You know necessarily where you walk in, in the they don't even look here, at you. Yeah. But where they're divas and they're supposed to be the host. But Conan, the whole like I came in the day before to see the studio, and um, you did that day. You went in the day before. Yeah. Did you ask for that? I don't. I don't remember. Because uh, you know I've never heard anyone say that. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I. Did and, um, and to make uh, yourself comfortable. Yeah, see what how cold. I can would, relate to that. Like I feel that way. <laughs> what I would wear. How to dress. How yeah. to dress. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, he was gracious the whole time, off stage and on stage. Really? So you saw him when you went in there the day before, or not? Or just? I think I may have met him the day before. I don't remember. For okay. Sure. You you don't remember? Nope. But <laughs> I just remember just thinking this guy Mac. is. This guy is honest to goodness, the real deal. He's so great. 
like he's a talent. He's gracious. He's got the full power. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know why those choice of words are really funny. Well, he's know. a real deal. He's a talent. He's a, he's not like Larry King for a minute. He's the real deal. He's a talent. He's yeah. Conan O'Brien, and he's with me. Yeah, it's right. very good. Yeah. So I was so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like James Bond. Oh yeah. Okay, okay actually, my numbness has gone away now. I good. Feel better. You should How feel good. You sound comfortable now. Like, really a different level. There's so many bays. I mean, that's kind of pretentious just to claim two very vague geographical features for yourself. Bay and area. Oh, when people people ask me where I'm from, I don't say inland and expect them to know. Everyone knows. A little bit. But I, that joke, that character, that joke is um, incensed. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I will say, oh, I'm from the woods. Uh, But I'm rarely snooty about it. Rarely. My mom still lives in the woods. She's had two heart attacks up there in private already. And she she cured them with aspirin and hot brandy. It's a natural remedy. Like, I wouldn't call her alcoholic. What are you muttering about? I'd call her alcoholistic. (laughs) I mean, I I remember that joke, I don't know if they liked it or not, but they liked it. Were your jokes that you selected with him? I mean, are these all jokes that you, like, your first picks, or was there anything that you didn't want to sort of do? (sighs) Yeah, he picked. Because I kept changing the set around, and then he's like, well, what he about focused this? You. you could do, he went on YouTube and found some old stuff, and I was, because I kept changing the set around, and I think he was just wanting me to just pick something. And then um, he picked this pinch finger one, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I had showcased for Eddie Brill so many times that he gave me such low confidence. Mm-hmm. He... He, these, this was some of the jokes he hated and saying that how people would never get me and these were the jokes that the Conan Booker specifically wanted me to do on the show Yeah. and so I'm like I don't know I don't really do those jokes anymore but I didn't say that to him I just said okay I'll try you know um, and I and I at, I was like at that time I was like Ted Neely Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. These people have to do it night after night. You can act like it's new. Yeah. Act like it's new. You got to use your acting skills, even though you don't want to do this joke. But, but then I did it, and I started liking it again. You Was know, your body so? You know when? Uh, you know when? When you are performing, and um, for me, and I've heard other comics say this: when you're having a bad set, you can be saying the words, but your brain is thinking something else. Were you able to lock in during this one, do you feel like? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I was just thinking about the set. Like, that's one thing that improv classes teach you is you live in that moment. Just stay in it, yeah. Yeah. The, you're in that moment listening to yourself, and that's you don't ever want to get wandering when you're right. on stage. you got to be it's in death. the moment yeah. of that joke. Don't worry about what comes next, even though uh, we often go to what comes next, and then we, we do a great disservice to the joke we're telling. So. And to my father, he told me. 
said you do a great disservice to my our family. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, he wondered on that joke. But yeah, I was able to be in the moment and really enjoy it. And well, let's bring it home. All right. Oh God. Good. Some people don't even like antidepressants, but for a while, my mom was taking them, and I felt great. <laughs> I love that. Good. I love a misdirection that I don't see coming. Yeah. For real, that's great. Oh, he uh, just found out I was pregnant. This is the one I hated. Uh, with, uh, with rage. I was like, this never going to work. And the lady who I pay to listen to me talk says, um, actually, the lady who the government pays to listen to me talk. Was that a mistake or was that Somebody got calculate, grand for being It's easy. Anybody can do it. Uh, never things could be worse. Remember done that. done a lot of these after I, this I, one time. time, I knew this gal who was born with her thumb and her index finger stuck together, just like that. Yeah, like everything's okay, but not, <laughs> not really. Great, no. Yeah, and her this, other hand was frozen the thumbs up position, oh. so this poor gal could never have a bad day. It's very she was miserable. <laughs> they didn't, it was weird. Okay. It was weird. Sometimes I have more fun in my head than See, like that. That's a. Uh, well, let me leave you. Oh, I was some, losing uh, steam there, wasn't I? Advice I didn't want to do those jokes. Don't ever let people walk on you, okay? Uh, I, got a, I got a new motto. <clears throat> I am not the victim. You want to try it? Yeah? Ready? And I am Shut the end of it. I am the killer. <laughs> and they, I had takes to that joke. But they laughed. So too, you just cut it. So I cut it. Yeah. Yeah. So one time, Louis Anderson told me that he got uh, he cut his set on some Tonight Show or something like two jokes early because he know he his two jokes wouldn't follow that that laughter. And I was like, that's the best advice. I've I've, I've only started doing that like whatever many many years because I used to always go like, well, this is my closer is what I'm doing. And sometimes you're at 45, 47 minutes, and it's like. Let's call that good. That worked. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's great advice. And I I feel like because we've read the comments before in other people's things, Uh and how I know that Mary Mack is on another level is because, first of all, you get the comments like where people just say hi and hey, hello. (laughs) (laughs) But you also have comments that are in another language that I can't read. So I feel like you did very well if people are leaving comments in other languages. Yeah. Thank you, Tevin. Mary, we we don't know what that's those could say something bad. Right. I mean, they could say something like... I mean, let's not stop hating ourselves. (laughs) So that's the whole thing, is normally we read the really shitty ones with the comic because it's it's usually fun. I don't feel like doing that with you. I would say I feel like you don't want me to read them. No, they're really bad. Like, I have such extremes, you know, I have such extremes. Well, I think that's a mark, just saying, before you say anything. Before you read I think, truly, and I I really, really believe this, I I really wouldn't say it. I think that's the mark of a good comic is that you shouldn't be like if everyone likes you you're fucking um shitty you know I think. the comics i like i see they have very um 
yeah, hit or miss comments. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't call them that. But I mean, if you're taking chances, if you're actually pushing your uh, your form or what you really believe, like you should be mm-hmm. saying thoughts that are um, unique that you haven't heard other people say, so you don't know how people are going to react. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, then right, you want to make people feel one way or the other. You don't want them to be indifferent. Yeah. Mary's amazing at drawing people in. And I really, I feel good about this podcast because I don't know that I had all the, I've never thought critically about you like this. Thank you. Yeah. And I, <laughs> but I think you're really, uh, like you, you have a real gift for drawing people in who I think, you know, I think there's a lot of men who would see you come on stage and just, I, I do, so I joke about how I feel, but I do have misogynistic like impulses right mm-hmm. like i don't want to go like man i really want to laugh my butt off i'd like to go hear some lady crack me up i don't know why yeah. it's funny to me to think that way but you take people like me and mm-hmm. with very quickly into your act you draw them in and you have a way i don't know i, I think that you're uh, like a pretty brilliant comic with that stuff oh, so man, and really unique so yeah um i'm gonna cry <laughs> what are, are there? Um, so yeah, now let's read us. Yeah, Someone call her a retard. The, the, <laughs> no, it, there's a plenty the, of those. The, I'm sure. Um, the first, the very first comment oh, on the whole thread is nauseating to watch. Is she autistic? If so, I apologize. <laughs> Can I write that? On? That's, That's my new funny. T-shirt. That's <laughs> she, my new T-shirt. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get some really That's mean comments. Good. Um, and you know what's so bad is like Tim takes these to heart yeah how sweet tim is yeah like he takes them to heart and i'm like tim it's just it's just youtube comments it's just comments like yeah people just go on there and comment and say whatever right well even cheetos in their parents basement and and right it's it's like i don't really take them that seriously i just feel like well this is a person who's Probably autistic. Not in this field. <laughs> might be autistic. Right. And if they are, we apologize. <laughs> but but no, they they um, and here's their chance to 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 be a judge. And yep. it's like, yeah. Ugh, let them say what they want to say. I don't care. I can take criticism. Like, if you try to hit me with awful shit, I I really enjoy it. I think it's fun. I love it when people like shit on me. Yeah. But if they said something like. Where they try to compliment me in a way, like uh, just, you know, I, I don't know. I like how loud your jokes are, or something, or oh, that one. I, I don't know where they'll say something that's yeah, yeah, whatever. That it. shit can devastate me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this is actually a classy. That was a classy comment because all my comments prior to that always said, "Is she retarded?" Right. But now they stepped and it up a notch yeah, to autistic. There's, there's, like yeah. there's one that says, "Like I thought this was a Justin Bieber throwback clip." Because uh, my hair goes to the That's side. That's really like not hair. even fucking funny. No, yes, <laughs> I don't you think. Know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. What what else? Is, no, no, uh, no, oh, more, okay. no more, no more, no more. No more. What a positive read them, one. I don't read them. Oh, there's. Th- I mean, I'm scrolling through. This is hilarious. I love this. Oh, those fuck aren't, that. Those aren't fun to read. But you know, it was uh, kind of funny. Is like people when I came to see some friends here, who are whatever club that were performing, they'd be like, hey. My wife's mom called me and said, "Have you seen this Mary Mac?" And I was like, "Yes!" That made me really happy that that people who weren't comedy fans were were calling up any relation to a comic they knew and saying, "Ask so and so if they know Mary Mac." And I was right. like, 
oh, that's that's cool because that's not on their on their dial. It's not in their dialogue normally to be talking about comedy. Yeah, and it was a way for them to like be like, well, I know something about comedy now too, and and I got I know I know a comedian now, and and the fact that they found something to really to talk about to in me and and I I really like that part so yeah and I, I I apparently have more Midwestern moms that like me like people stereotype Midwestern women a certain way and uh it's always wrong it's always wrong like it's, it's not always wrong but it's usually wrong in their taste you can't stereotype that, everybody like well that's that. what I tried to bring up or what I try to get at with you is I feel like you're toughness and shrewdness is hidden i think a lot of times by you even you know right we're always chipper yeah yeah and mm-hmm. it's generally that when you see the stereotypes louis anderson who does the greatest fucking uh whatever on baskets yeah, is the the truly yeah. greatest midwest mom thing yeah. that you'll ever see but you know i we tried to get him to be to be in a, a sketch as a woman before that really yeah I mean, that he really has, I think he's going to have a, just such a great kind of oh, yeah, whatever so ending good. of his career. Like, he's got a lot to give. Yeah. Um, so, one, so. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> God, that's Devin's. As, as long as you look hot, doesn't matter if your material is crappy. Ah! So at the well, same time, they're giving you, like, yeah, yes, yeah. she's sexy, but right. she's not funny. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, Maria Bamford Yeah, sure. yeah. And people out, outright saying, well, she stole Maria's whole material, all her material. And I'm like, yeah. well, Your material's you know? not even fucking like, similar. Your words, do you know the word, what words are? And, you know, I don't, you know. Right. People just are, are crazy, so. Yeah, that that's not even compelling uh, to me or whatever. Yeah. It's not similar. And, and somebody did recognize you as she is from Webster, Wisconsin, so. Webster, Wisconsin, stand up. <laughs> oh, my God. Our two cable viewers in Webster. Well, Mary, we, we've we've kept you too long. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to talk this long, and I, I always think that I can keep things short, and then I get going, and, you know, you, you're lonely in the day, and then you talk to people. <laughs> and, sorry, can we, can we end this? You're lonely in the day. Can we end this on this one? Because oh I feel like this is very oh funny. God. So as we just got off of the she's cute but not funny, she's as cute as my penis, and her jokes were actually good. So oh. I feel like that's, that's a wow. comment to both being positive. Oh, my God, I need some Kleenex. Not, She's going to cry. No, no, that oh. one, I, I like spit out my nose or something. Oh, God. Okay. You know the best YouTube oh, comment so that I ever heard? And, oh, and, and maybe this is like a common thing. Yeah. And I don't, I wish I could remember it was applied to, but it was about a girl. Like it said, she was hot. And the guy said he would drag his balls through 10 miles of broken glass just to hear her <laughs> fart through a walkie talkie. <laughs> That was this week's episode with the very, very funny Mary Mack. And if you like what you heard in this episode, don't forget we do have the Hook and Ladder show um, on April 18th at 8 p.m. where you can see Mary Mack, Gabe Noah, Mike Lester, Chris Maddock, and much, much more. It's going to be a great show. Make sure you check it out there. Uh, Look at our Facebook page if you need directions. If you need the link to get tickets, it's on there. Um, But, again, thank you for listening, and enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.